Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports on all of your platforms. Buzzsprout, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, let's see here. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and also HarpOnSports.com. Check her out. What do we have in store for you? An earlier podcast this week. Why? Because I'm going to the Army-Navy game with my old man this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Check out all those platforms for a bunch of cool videos and highlights from that festivity. Can't wait to see that in New York. Going to be a lot of fun. Okay, what do we have for you on this show? Urban Meyer, it's a mess. Jaguars fans have turned on him officially. They've officially turned on him. Why? He's not going anywhere, gang. He's not anywhere between 50, actually anywhere between 48 to 56 million reasons why he's not going anywhere. So we're going to look at that. Also, I think this is just, I don't want to say interesting, but the developments at Miami with Mario Cristobal, there's opportunities here in this state. Somebody's going to seize them. So we're going to look at that. What Florida, Florida State, there's things that teams can do to take advantage of this situation. Because Mario Cristobal is going to recruit Dade County around Miami. He's going to he's gonna get a stranglehold on that unless you counteract that. So we're going to look at that. And also, what else do we have in store for you? Urban's the big thing, right? Miami's got a little bit of a mess on their hands. Billy Napier, Gator fans, buckle up, buckle up. So we're going to look at that as well. Let's uh, start off with this. Urban Meyer. Jags fans have officially turned on him. Why? Because of the James Robinson situation at running back. Guy that fumbled, disappeared for like a quarter and a half, finally came in when the game was out of reach. Urban, when things go wrong, Urban likes to say, well, it's this position coach's fault. It's this guy's fault. It's this guy's fault. He is learning on the job here. He's learning on the job. Just like Jimmy Johnson went 1-15 his first year in Miami, learning on the job. Coaches struggle out of the gate. Making the transition from college to the NFL. They struggle out of the gate. And it's been ugly. The incident in the in Columbus, it's ugly across the board. But here's the thing. Unless Shad Khan's going to cut Urban Meyer a $50 million check, he's not going anywhere. Urban's got a strong contract. And if you're not going to fire him for cause at the beginning of the year, or halfway through the year, going to fire him for cause at the end of the year, his agent and a lawyer will eat that alive. That's not going anywhere. You're not getting away with that. You're just not. So what's going to happen with Urban Meyer? Well, here's what's going to happen with Urban Meyer. He's not going to go anywhere. He'll make shot fire him. He's not going to resign. He's not going to quit. This is not like college where you have, you know, recruiting and you have to deal with this and this coordinator and boosters. The minute the season ends, free agency's handled through the GM. He can pick what groceries he wants, but that's the GM's responsibility to figure that out. Who are we going to afford? What are we going to do? What's the plan of attack? It's not like you have to recruit constantly every single day. You go to the combine. You got to watch guys work out. You have your on-campus visits. Okay, there we're good. You formulate a plan through free agency. And free agency is all about who can get the most amount of money in front of the most amount of guys. So the Jaguars are going to target, what, three or four guys in free agency? Probably going to spend between 50 and $60 million. What are they going to go get? Well, maybe they'll go get a big-name wide receiver. Maybe they won't. The easiest positions to overpay and get quality, though, are offensive and defensive line. The Jaguars are going to pick in the top three or four. What does that mean? I was looking at this. That means Gavon Thibodeau. That means Aiden Hutchinson. Or that means Evan Neal on the offensive line. They're going to get 
the best offensive lineman or the second best or maybe even best defensive lineman to be. Look, if, if you get go get Thibodeau or you get Aiden Hutchinson and you can pair him with Josh Allen, wow. And then with the third pick in the second round, whatever you have, then you can attack that and go get the best offensive guard or another offensive lineman available. If you don't sign an offensive lineman in free agency, you sign a tackle in free agency, draft an offensive guard in the top five picks of the second round, you draft Hutchinson or Thibodeau, and then you get Etienne back, you're adding five or six pieces. You're adding, you're, you're overhauling 20% of your roster. He's not going anywhere. He's not. Well, he's embarrassing himself and he doesn't know and he's embarrassing himself at press conferences. Guys, he signed a 10 to $12 million a year deal for five years. That's 50 to $60 million. Now, at the end of this year, it could be 40 to 48. It's at the at the small end, it was five years. And look, it's not like college where there's there's this buyout and this buyout. Irvin wasn't going to take the job with the Jaguars. They were begging him to take that job. He's not going to quit. Oh, he'll quit. No, he won't. Quit why? He's going to make he's going to he can make $25, $30 million. He's not quitting. And Shad Khan's not going to cut bait on this. He's not. Jag fans, you think you're getting rid of Urban Meyer? You're not. He's not going anywhere. He's not. Trevor Lawrence isn't developing. Okay. Urban apparently is unhappy with all of his assistants. We're going to blame it on all the assistants and then go from there. That's what's going to happen. So if you think this is going to end with Urban getting fired and, you know, somehow Jags fans are, are going to stumble into Eric Bieniemy or something like that, no way. It's not going to happen. It's just not. It's not. Dabo Sweeney can, no, no, no. This is one of these things that you got to ride this out for a couple more years. What you have to hope here is Trent Balky knows what he's doing via the draft and makes some right choices along the way, makes some good, solid choices along the way, development of these picks. So, mm-hmm. there you go. And I know everybody loves Ryan Day, and there's talk that he may make this, the next move to the NFL. Maybe, but you're going to go back and do another college guy and a college guy that learned under Urban Meyer. Let's look at all this money and the Texans are going to be way behind the eight ball again next year. And the Jags coming off a one and 15 year are probably going to go what? Three and 14. Honestly, they'll win one more game. They're at three and 14 to me as a Jags fan. I'd sit here and I look at this and I understand the frustration. I understand the worry. I understand all that stuff, but to think realistically to think that Chad Khan's going to cut a 30, $40 million check to watch his coach walk away. He's not. Just not. You're, you're going to have him for another year. He's going to let this ride for a couple of years. He just is. Urban Meyer mess. You have to look at it like the Jaguars are remodeling a house. Okay, let's say you're remodeling a house. It's a it's a whole. Re, you're gutting the inside, which they did. If you tear it down, it's going to get uglier before it gets better. Okay, we're going to put all new floors in. Okay, you got the floors in. That's your quarterback. That's whatever this free agent class is. You absorbed a lot of money, cut a lot of contracts, played a lot of young guys. Urban's not going anywhere. So you can believe it if you want. Go ahead. What did Burgess Meredith say in Grumpier Old Men? You can wish in one hand and crap in the other. See which get filled first. Urban's not going anywhere. Okay. And I laid out the reasons why. You can completely remodel this thing. Again, they're going to have $60 million to spend. Let's just try this on for size. Let's say you spend $18 million a year on a tackle. Free agency. Okay. $18 million a year on a tackle. You have ATN and Robinson in the backfield. Let's say you spend, I don't know, find me somebody in free agency. Let's say you spend $10 million a year on a wide receiver. Okay, now what? Let's say you spend $8 million a year on a linebacker. Okay, I, I, by the way, I'm just 30, 
some million in, 35 million in. Just those three things. You get a starting linebacker, you get a starting offensive tackle, and you get what? A receiver. Just say you just try those three things on for size. Okay. Now what? Well, you're gonna have a top five pick. Let's say you draft Thibodeau. Let's say Hutchinson goes one, quarterback goes two. Let's say, let's say you get let's say you get Thibodeau. Okay, now you got Kevon Thibodeau or Hutchinson. Put them with Josh Allen. Early stages of the second round, you draft the best offensive guard available. So now I got a new left tackle. Now I've got a new guard that I can pair together. Spend big money on a guard, big money on tackle and free agency. I still have Linder up center if I want. So now I've got the left side of my line to protect Trevor Lawrence. I, I still have Jawan Taylor for another year at, at right guard. So I've got that at least structured up the front. I've got Etienne and Robinson in the background in the backfield. Um, and then what? Then I still have my third round, fourth round, fifth round pick, and I just gave you three. That's why that's how Etienne coming back is going to be like another player. So that's how quickly it's going to change. Look, you paired Josh Allen with Thibodeau or Hutchinson. You got you got a beast up front. That's what I tell you. That's what's going to happen. You can. That's what's going to happen. Believe it or not, it's where we're going. So there's that with Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. Next, mess in Miami. And again, this is one of these things that you don't care. And they didn't care. They wanted their guy. They treated their current girlfriend, boyfriend at this point, Manny Diaz, like garbage. That's what Miami was. Miami was cheating on their spouse with the new young hot thing and didn't care. The psychological damage didn't care. Cut him loose. Cut him a check. This is one of these things where it's like, we paid you. Go away. So what? You got your money still. I had a boss once. It didn't happen to me, but somebody that I worked with. I was in the office when they got let go in the room and they cut him loose and gave him like six months severance, and he was furious. And the guy that ran the place said, you're getting paid for the next six months. You just get to go home and sit around and do nothing. You find another job in the next three months, and you're making double the money. What are you upset about? I thought, oh, my God, how not to handle a situation because this guy had wife and kids. It's like, good God, talk about not how uh, this guy shouldn't be in charge of anything. That's what Miami did. They cleared out Manny Diaz so they could get Mario Cristobal, their guy. And they look at all's well that ends well. All's well that ends well. Okay. That's fine if you want to do that. So, look, in that situation, Mario Cristobal to Miami. He's a Miami guy. He's a Jimmy Johnson guy, right? Craig Erickson won a national championship at Miami. Okay, it, it works. It's a fit. I get it. They got a Miami guy. It works. So now it's a recruiting game. Well, I don't know if he's going to do it, and I'm going to get to Billy Napier coming up here. But if I'm Billy Napier, I hire Manny Diaz as my defensive coordinator. I hire Manny, because here's the thing. Miami, my, Manny Diaz is an excellent recruiter. Manny Diaz struggled to be a head coach. Those things happen. Sometimes you have guys that are great recruiters and not great head coaches. It happens. And Manny Diaz knows Florida and going as a defensive coordinator and do some things. I want a guy that I know that can recruit against Mario Cristobal down in Miami and take some of that talent away. I want a guy that can keep talent away from Tallahassee and Florida State and Mike Norvell. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Hi. Where are you, Manny? I pay Manny Diaz $2 million a year to be my defensive coordinator. Now, will Billy Napier do that? I don't think so. That's what he should do. The guy that I wanted is the offensive coordinator. If Dan Mullen would have stayed, the guy that I thought it should have been the offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy. See, he just got hired. Yep. He's a new offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. Uh-huh. So what happens here? Well, what happens is, in that case, Oklahoma gets a new head coach that, boy, he's very, very good defensively, isn't he? And that's all he's ever done. So he looks around and goes, you know what, offensively, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to hire a Come on in, Mr. Matt Corral, play caller. I want you to do the same thing here. That's the mindset. I'd hire Manny. Again, I don't think he'll do it, 
but Billy Napier, if I were Billy Napier, I'd go in and say, okay, Manny Diaz is my defensive coordinator. Is it Joe Brady that just got canned in uh, Carolina? Joe, come back and be my offensive coordinator. I know you guys aren't going to be here forever, but at least with strong coordinators and play calling, I can attract recruits. And all Joe Brady's got to do is go in there and say, hey, remember I did Joe Burrow, I did Joe Burrow. And you can immediately start to change the structure a little bit, whether Anthony Richardson's your guy or not. But you can immediately start to change that structure there a little bit. Do I think that's going to happen? No. That's what I would do. I hire Manny Diaz as my defensive coordinator. A guy that I still think would be a great defensive coordinator for Florida is Jeremy Pruitt, but Billy Napier doesn't seem to be that guy. We're going to get to that in a minute. What should Oregon do? How about this? The latest thing that they're saying, Oregon, Phil Knight, Nike, so Nike money, Phil Knight's got his heart set on Lane Kiffin. If Phil Knight at Oregon, Nike money, has his eyes and heart set on Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's going to join Brian Kelly in the $10 million a year club. Because Ole Miss just gave Lane Kiffin an extension, right? Paying him $7.5 million a year. You know if Phil Knight wants in and he wants Lane Kiffin, you know Lane Phil Knight, Oregon, going to get in there. Remember, Lane's a West Coast guy. USC knows how to recruit the Pacific. I got news for you. If that's the case, get ready for Oregon and, and Nike to give Lane Kiffin a 10-year, $100 million deal out there. And he'll own it. He'll own it. Lane Kiffin's actually perfect for Oregon. I told you in the last two podcasts, somebody was going to hire him. And it looks like Oregon's on that path. And if you're Lane Kiffin and you stay at Ole Miss rather than go to Oregon, you're insane. You're insane. If you're Lane Kiffin, you look around and go, okay, let me get this straight. Depending on the structure of the SEC works, I'm at Ole Miss. I can continue to recruit against LSU, um, who now has Brian Kelly. I can recruit against Nick Saban at Alabama. Harson and Auburn, I'm not too worried about. But the minute Texas and Oklahoma come into this, and I'm an Ole Miss, keeping up with those Joneses, no thank you. I'll go out to Oregon where I have to worry about what? Washington and USC? And I've got Oregon Nike money? If Phil Knight wants Lane Kiffin and offers him $10 million a year, Kiffin's gone. 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 Be crazy not to take it. And then, if that's the case, what I'd love to see Ole Miss do, and they won't do it. But I would love to see Ole Miss hire Dan Mullen. Why not? He knows how to recruit the state. Dan Mullen was successful at Mississippi State. He knows how to recruit that division. He knows that area of the country. He had success in that area of the country. You can dip into Texas from Mississippi and sit there and say, remember that Dak Prescott guy? I kind of know. Now, will Ole Miss do that? Probably not. I would love to see Dan Mullen end up at Ole Miss. That'd be great. Will they do it? No. Fun though, wouldn't it? If Oregon swings and misses on Lane Kiffin, to me, the guy that the energy and I think if you gave him Nike Oregon money, I think P.J. Fleck from Minnesota would tear it up. And P.J. Fleck, COVID year aside, P.J. Fleck has won 16. No, actually, hold on. P.J. Fleck has won 17 games the last two full seasons at Minnesota. 17 games the last two full seasons at Minnesota. And he beat Auburn in, what was it? Was it the Outback Bowl two years ago? And now he's in another Big bowl game with eight wins at Minnesota. I'm t- Nike would be smart to hire P.J. Fleck. They'll probably go Matt Campbell route if they don't get Kiffin, but I think they're going to get Kiffin. I think they're going to get Kiffin. So there's the structure on that one. I, I just love, love the idea of Kiffin back at Oregon. And what Ole Miss does, I, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. But then Mullen wants somebody that can recruit the state. There you go. You turn to your fan base and go, all this cat's done has gone to three straight. Dan Mullen went to three straight major bowl games. Florida. So there you go. Um, but I, I think Mullen's going to head to the NFL. So there you go. Maybe he joins Urban Meyer in, in, in Jacksonville. Lastly, 
Billy Napier. He came in. He said he was going to be different. He said recruiting. And again, you could hear a pin drop in that press conference. Like He's not worried about four- and five-star guys. He's worried about getting the right guys in here. Florida's commitment class is down to single digits. People decommitting, people leaving. He cleared it out. Billy's boat is empty. He came in and he wiped it clean. It's like, uh-uh, we're starting over. It's like, oh, how could he let four-star Jiminy Jiminy go? It's like, Jiminy Jiminy doesn't fit with what he wants to do. He looks at you and is like, that's not the type of athlete that fits what I want to do. That guy doesn't fit my mold. So I'm going to glow this up and I'm going to get my mold in here. I expect Billy Napier to be very active in the transfer portal. And look, there's always a four or five star guy that's unhappy where he is. Georgia just had a four star running back, right? In last year's class, unhappy with his touches. He wants out. Okay. Okay. Well, he's graduate. I, I mean, his last class, you'd think, but no, he wants to play somewhere else. That's fine. Look, there's guys, and will he come to Florida? I don't know. But there's guys all over the place that are unhappy. Look, Notre Dame lost Ian Book, and they won, what, 44 games in his four years there, whatever it was, a ridiculous amount of games that he won. He laughs. So what do they do? They go get a guy from Wisconsin. He comes in, he goes 11-1. and one. There's guys, that, that's a quarterback position, too. You can find guys all over the place that are unhappy here. They'll come here. They'll go there. Guys like that all over the place. This guy's unhappy. This person's unhappy. Look, with a with a good work in the transfer portal, you could land three or four star, you could land three to four four-star guys from another team and come in immediately and get four starters. So it, it, look, that's changed things. But here's the truth. And no one will also tell you this. No one else will tell you this. I'm an honest broker. I deal, I'm a doctor, I'm a sports doctor. I give you the diagnosis. You don't come in and I go, oh, well, okay, everything's fine. You come back a week later and go, what's wrong with me? Well, actually, you have six venereal diseases and you know, your hair's falling out, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm going to, I'm going to diagnose you. I'm going to say, this is the way it is. It's as harsh as it is. Shoot me straight, doc. Right. Here's the, here, here's the rub. Billy Napier is not going to have a chance to win 10 games until his third year. If Billy Napier at Florida, you're going to be lucky to go six and six in year one. Lucky. The only reason you're going to go six and six is because your schedule's booty. Utah at home right now is a loss. Things can change, but that's a loss. But then you've got patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, and your other three non-con games. So you'll get to three and one with those three. But then you look at games like you beat Vanderbilt at home, or Vanderbilt there, um, maybe Kentucky at home. The crossover games A&M, good luck. Although they're used to deucing their drawers for a couple games a year. I think Florida next year, Florida next year is going to look a lot like Mike Norvell and Florida State this year. Bowl eligible at the end. Florida may have to win at Florida State to punch their ticket to a bowl game next year. That's what it's going to be like. And then the next year, I think it'll get better. But I think I think if you're if realistically, realistically, Florida fans should expect six and six, eight and four, maybe nine and three, ten and two. That, that's I am optimistic as optimistic can be. He's doing a complete rebuild, complete rebuild. You ever have major surgery on something? I thought I may have to get my rotator cuff done. That's like five weeks in a sling. And then after that, you're out of the sling. You got to sleep in a chair. It's a complete shoulder almost rebuild. And then after those five weeks, you're in a sling. And then you can make some movements back and forth, up and down. And then you do some mobility moves. You get shoulder surgery. You're not lifting weights for like six months. It's a complete rebuild. Think about rebuilding a house. You gut it. Okay, what do we do now? The last thing that goes up is the drywall. You're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Once you get to the end and the drywall goes on and then the paint, it looks a little bit better, right? But if you're even part of a house rebuild, a remodel looks awful. That's what this is. It's a rebuild. It's a remodel. Six and six year one, maybe. Eight and eight and four, maybe. Schedule's going to get tougher. Then nine wins. 
Billy Napier will be lucky to win 10 games in each of his first three. Year three. Year three, Gator fans should be looking at nine and three in year three. That would be a good year in year three. The way he's approaching it. He's going to coach him up. I, I, I think his rebuild is a rebuild. Florida is somebody that's 50 pounds overweight, and your fans expect you to have a six-pack with two weeks worth of exercise. It's not going to work that way. You are Florida is trying to lose 50 pounds. You know how long it's going to take to lose 50 pounds? A year. Pound every week. If you're lucky. That's what it's a massive process. Give your work out for you. All right, there we go. Harp on Sports, the VAR podcast, audio, media, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports on all of your platforms. Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a Harp on Sports YouTube channel, Facebook page, at Harp on Sports Instagram, at Harp on Sports Twitter, and also HarpOnSports.com. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.